Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast, a division of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette and Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. New Westminster, North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts. Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Chismenko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to episode 116 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I, in a rare occurrence, am going to be your host this week. Marcus Keller, joined as always by my fantastic co-host, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And that's it. Yep. Because it's <laughs> Alex's birthday and he's off partying. Yep. And Tyler is still doing his BC tour. <laughs> that <laughs> seems to be never ending. Yeah, the summer of Tyler continues. Yeah. So you're uh, you're rocking with the two of us this you week. Bet, yeah. But uh, yeah, actually a fair bit of news this week, like for yeah. mid-August. We, yeah. we did pretty good. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, you have a good long weekend, by the way. I had a great long weekend. I did so much. I worked the whole time. Oh, that's <laughs> shitty. <laughs> no, honestly, it wasn't too bad. It was pretty quiet. People out of town, so I wasn't too worried about it. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. the holiday pay always helps. So for yeah, anyone out that's there, right. Get anyone that stat out there pay. working on the stat, yeah. helps out. Respect out to you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um. Anyway, we've got as always all our Canucks news. Mm-hmm. We've got some news from around the league. Mm-hmm. But of course, we have to start. What the hell is this without the two of them? Oh, that's right. We tried to make a name for this last time. Do I even have one? No, no, no. We tried to think of something. It was like wasting money with Jake or something. <laughs> 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 wasting your time and money. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Uh, yeah, I really I don't have anything here. I think we're, we're going to give you gambling advice, but don't worry. It's not actually from me. It's from still from Alex and Tyler. Yeah, no, they texted us, but <laughs> we're the only ones here. So uh, we're going to be reading it out for you. Brace yourselves for it's Jake's gambling advice. Oh, yeah. Light the lamp with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN, that's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Okay, so this week, the NFL is back. Oh. At least the preseason. Uh, that's important to some people who aren't yes. me. <laughs> Dude, the NFL is so much fun. Like, I, I, I don't know. I've tried to get into it, and I can't. I've never followed a whole season, though. I think yeah. that's the thing. I've never, like, like yeah. oh, it's all, it's Sunday. There's football on watch it for an hour and then leave. Yeah, like I've yeah. never, you know, yeah, but anyway, I, I, I understand that you as well as most other men, my age, watch the <laughs> NFL. So yeah. you, you have some advice there. Have you ever watched red zone? You ever seen, you ever heard of that? Isn't, isn't that like NHL live or whatever? Like the no. thing where you can just stream a bunch of football. No, 
you, okay. you're, you're, you're kind of half right though. Okay. So red zone is basically this like show that you can watch on Sundays Okay. and they will always play you whatever game is like near the end zone. So we're like, if Oh, a, that's cool. Yeah. So if a game is like in the, the red zone is like, I think it's from the 30 yard line to the end zone. So if a team has the ball in the red zone, yeah. then they'll cut to that game. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so you don't have to keep, like, channel flipping. They just kind of yeah. do it for you. Exactly. Oh, that's smart. And they show you all the exciting stuff. So, like, if a game's at halftime, you don't have to worry about it because they'll just show you something else. I could see myself doing that. Right? If, if, at least a couple times, yeah. I think it's just the best way to get into football. Okay. Yeah. So, so say Sunday rolls around, you're sitting on your couch, you're yep. watching the games. Yep. Who are you uh, betting on there? Who am I betting on? Yeah. Well, if it's this Sunday... I can tell you right now that if you take the Baltimore Ravens over the Philadelphia Eagles, you will not be making a mistake because the Baltimore Ravens, as uh, Alex so no, uh, noted, the uh, Baltimore Ravens, they do not lose in the preseason. They've got a really good record. So what a strange distinction to have. Yeah, so he's he's saying take the, the Ravens. So hmm. Anyway, because the Eagles have been really good, but it's the preseason, so like it's anyone's guess. Yeah, but still, take the Ravens because uh, they seem to have this weird ability to win in the preseason. Uh, next, he wants you to take the Colts over the Bills, which seems like a weird take to me because the Bills are going to be a, the Bills are going to be a juggernaut this year. But hey, I mean it's the preseason, so anything can happen. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Exactly, exactly. And they're five point underdogs, so you know Ooh. how the, the point system works in uh, football. Yeah, no, but if they're underdogs, you want to bet on them. Yeah, okay, you bet. <laughs> That's my understanding. There. Yeah, and then the last football game we'll talk about, which I'm curious what your take on this is, mm-hmm. is the Lions are playing the Stampeders in the CF. Oh, finally some real football. <laughs> Thank <laughs> right, you. Yeah, some good old-fashioned three-down football. <laughs> <laughs> want to see those bigger balls. Exactly. Longer field, <laughs> one less down. Exactly. Uh, if you know, you know. If you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, obviously, uh, the Lions are favorites to win because they're so good. You just you can't go against that. You got to bet on them all day long. Let's go Lions. Let's roar. <laughs> Is that their thing? I think so. I thought, I thought it was something about being part of the pride. They have that. T- I think they've flip flopped back and forth, or maybe they've changed it recently. But I thought it was always like, "Let's hear you, lions roar," or something like that. Well, that's a really lame tagline. I, I don't know. Okay, I what's mean, what's better? Let's hear you, lions roar, or we are all Canucks. Well, we are all Canucks is better. <laughs> That's like, you know what? And the Canucks have gotten away from that too. Sorry, we're about to transition into Canucks news. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, yeah, that's it for the betting advice. But I want to soft launch it with that because I actually, I mean, this shouldn't surprise anyone anymore, but I have some opinions on that. What? You (laughs) with opinions? In this opinion-based podcast? The We Are All Canucks tagline is gone. They don't use it anymore. Yeah. And it's stupid because... You liked it? I did. It was kind of this like... It made you feel like you were part of it. Did you it? Know? Do you know what their tagline this year is? Yeah, you mentioned it's, some it's like something like honor. Yeah, it's like right. practice, habits, compete, or something <laughs> like that. Wait, wasn't there like a funny viral video of a player who was kind of talking like that? The Oh, the, it, no, it was the Elias Pedersen commercial for Audi. Oh, <laughs> speed, agility, power. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of these things. Yeah. 
<laughs> that is why I only go to Capilano Audi. Yeah. Dude, people are going to make that joke. I guarantee you. I, I would like to see them dub that over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Instead of speed, agility, power, practice, habits, compete. That is why I go to Capilano Audi. <laughs> Christ's sakes. But that that's what I mean. Like the we are all Canucks thing. To me, that's like. There's a reason that they haven't used that in like six years, but it's still the tagline people think of. Like that actually sat with people. Yeah. This one just, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Right? You think I, you're I selling I don't even tickets? remember what it is. And you yeah. just told me twice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're selling tickets off of habits? Yeah. Like, it. I, I don't know. It, it upsets me that they they went away from that. Um, But you know what? Speaking of things that went away and are coming back, Brandon Sutter. Yeah, I heard about this. I, it's so, sorry, the, I should get in the habit of reading. I'm so used to reacting to the news from you guys that yeah. I'm bad at reading it. Right, yeah. Brandon Sutter has signed a PTO with the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, good for him, man. I am so happy for this guy. Yeah. So for those who somehow forgot, he got COVID the same time the rest of the Canucks did in the, when, uh, I believe they. When this podcast started, episode one. <laughs> that's right, was when the Canucks had yep. that. Uh, outbreak. That outbreak, yeah, I think they traced it back to Adam Gaudet going to Whistler when there was a travel ban, and then he came back and gave the whole team COVID. Yeah. Um, but one of those unfortunate victims was Brandon Sutter, and he ended up suffering from a somewhat rare version of that called long-term COVID. Mm. And he, the for the whole next two years, was not able to play hockey. Yeah, He was suffering from fatigue still. He couldn't get his energy back. There was always rumblings that, oh, maybe he's going to come back, and then he just never quite did. So I am so happy for this guy that he's making another crack at it. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't aware, PTO is a playable tryout, playing tryout, something like that. I thought it was player tryout. Player tryout, that's what it is. We're both stupid. It's professional tryout. Professional tryout, sure. Yeah. Anyways, it's a tryout. So he's going to go out for the team. He'll compete in training camp, and he'll try to make the team. Yep. Uh, But if he does, then he'll sign a contract. Yeah. Funny enough, you know who the last Canuck was to sign a PTO with the Edmonton Oilers? I feel like I should know this. Wasn't it like last year? Yeah. It was a... Scott Ed? Nope, not quite. Oh. Jake Vertanen. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. And he did not quite make it to the regular season. They released him. Pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went to the Switzerland second division team. Right, yeah. Embarrassed himself. And his team told them it's him or us. Because they hated him so much. So um, <laughs> thank you for that storyline, Jake, for Tannen. Um, in other... <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, It's no, the middle of August. It's crazy he was an eighth overall pick. So so sad. Disheartening. Yeah, he was... I can't tell if you're baiting me to say it or not, but he was earlier than eighth overall. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it like sixth? Yeah, I think he was fifth or sixth. Wow. Yeah. That's unreal. Followed shortly thereafter by William Nylander. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how the Canucks whiffed on two players. So, like, for 2014 draft and 2016 draft. They, they whiffed on two players, and immediately after they were picked, was, like, an all-star. Yeah. Like, that happened twice yep. in a three-year span. That is crazy. Yeah. It's deeply upsetting. Yeah. but Like, what was the... And the funny part is, is, like, when you look back at... Uh, Benning's time as GM, mm-hmm. he's usually, he's criticized for his trades, he's criticized for his free agent signings, but the one thing that people always kind of say, oh, you know, he was still pretty good at, was drafting. He, 
when Benning went into the first round, he either hit a home run or struck out. Like, there was yeah. no in-between. Yeah. He, like, Elias Pettersson, that was an off-the-board pick. He wasn't supposed to go for, like, four or five more picks. Yeah. We grabbed him. Turned out, by far, to be the best player still available. Mm-hmm. Right? Quinn Hughes, people said he was too small. He was going to go a bit later. We grabbed him. Right? Like, th- those are two that worked out really well. Yeah. Then, yeah, you have your Jake Vertanen. You have your Ole Levy. Jared McCann kind of falls in the middle for me because he didn't work out with us, but clearly he's worked out with other teams. Yeah. So you call that one however you want. I mean, Jared McCann didn't really work out for Vancouver, Pittsburgh, Florida, or Toronto. <laughs> well, I'm, so. he was a leaf for less than 10 seconds. Yeah. They, they acquired him the day of the expansion yeah. draft. Funny enough so that they could keep Alex Kerfoot. I wonder how they yeah. feel about that <laughs> no now. I'm kidding, eh? Yeah, I think I think it was Kerfoot that they were trying to keep. Yeah. It, it was some like third liner that they didn't want to yeah. let go. I think of. it was Kerfoot. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Leafs, they made news this week too. They did. Yep, they signed a goalie. Uh, you hear about this? I don't know if I did. So for whatever reason, they don't have confidence in their goaltending. Weird. Mm. They've always been so solid. So they've um, <laughs> they have signed juggernaut goaltender Martin Jones. To a one-year $850,000 contract. Martin Jones? Yeah. The Martin, like the Martin Jones I'm thinking of? I would, geez, like, now that I say it out loud, I mean, I'm pretty like, sure. Well, I don't know. We, like, there's a couple Sebastian Ajos. There's yeah. a few, uh, is there are two Andrei Svechnikovs now. There's yeah. there's definitely two Elias Pettersons. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, no, it's not Svechnikov. Uh, Jonathan Taze. There's two Jonathan Tazes. What? Yeah, the Islanders have a guy in their AHL system named Jonathan Days. Really? That spelt the same and everything. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the Martin Jones. Huh. That seems like an odd choice. See? Martin Jones. Yeah, wearing his you're right. No, it, it is Martin Jones. Yeah. Um, What do you, what do you do in Toronto? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, it was a one-year, I think it's $850,000 contract. Yeah, it, it still it's seems pretty like... Pretty minimal. Yeah. Still. Seems seems a bit odd to me, not mm. going to lie. You, you know what else is odd? J, so JT Miller did an interview this week. You don't hear from JT Miller a lot. He doesn't like to speak very often, like unless he's like contractually obligated to. Um, but he did an interview and had some very interesting quotes about the Vancouver media. Where did you do this interview? I was on a podcast. Um. Basically, uh, his one quote about the Vancouver media that got a lot of people talking was, I just can't stand some of them. (laughs) Uh, He went on to say that, of course, there are some that he gets along with really well and who he likes and respects. But then there's other ones that just like, basically what he was saying is all they're trying to do is stir the pot. Like they're not actually trying to report the news. They're desperately trying to create news. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, that's, that's no... That's, that doesn't surprise me is what I'm getting at. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wonder if he's talking about us. He must be. I, I feel like he is an avid, like, Vancouver Boys hater, you know? <laughs> but, like, one of the haters that listens to every episode. Sure. Just because he likes being angry. Yeah. Probably watches all my TikToks, too. It's like, oh, this yeah. guy yeah. really grinds my gears. Yeah. Well, we were, I think, I can't remember who it was. I think it was you and Tyler were both firmly on the train of sign Horvat, not Miller. No, Tyler was flip floppy a little bit. Yeah. I like, I haven't hidden this ever. I'm very like 
not, not even they should have signed Horvat, but just they shouldn't have signed Miller. <laughs> so you would have been happy if they both left. I'd be happier with the cap space that Miller would have left than what I think we're going to get out of him for the next eight for, years. Yeah, exactly. And like, even, you know what? I will take that back. When we signed it, I didn't hate it. But when we signed it, we were supposed to be a playoff team the next year and possibly a cup contender in the next couple. We then realized, no way. yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure we were. Like that, going into that next full season with Bruce Boudreaux, not a lot of people didn't think the Canucks were going to make the playoffs. Most people thought they were going to make it. Oh, Ty- yeah. Tyler picked the Canucks to win the division. Yeah, I had them not in a wild card spot, like in the top three. Yeah. And I believe you and Alex also picked them to make it. Yep. So, you know, and I just kind of, it made sense to sign him then. Yeah. But when you realize how much further back our competitive window is going to be pushed versus his prime is staying in the same spot when the Canucks need him most is when he's going to be getting worse. I, I've stuck by that since the middle of last season. Yeah. That we, we should have traded him when we had the chance, but we didn't. So here we are. Anyway, so speaking of the Horvat and Miller controversy, uh, at some point in the interview, Miller said, I'll tell you that for free. Oh, I, I don't have the full quote with <laughs> yeah. me, but he said it, and that's funny. Th- there is no way that's a coincidence. No, I, I don't not. think that's just a phrase that the Canucks are throwing around all the time, yeah. and or people in general. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to hash out this Horvat thing again because it was so long ago, and I think it is blown out of proportion. Where the hell does that phrase come from? I think it came from the deep bowels of his mind, and he just kind of yanked it out. <laughs> Didn't come from anything else. Like that, that is like a grandpa yeah. phrase. Well, it's hard to think. He was obviously going for something and he just stumbled into, I'll tell you that for free. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah. <laughs> like that sounds like something a cartoon old guy would say yeah. to like a kid on his block. It kind of you know? sucks. Cause like NHL stars are in the spotlight so much, but it's like one or 2% of it is saying things. You know? Yeah. Like 98% of the time they're on under the spotlight. It's when they're playing. Yep. No, that's true. And yet they get criticized so heavily for the one or 2% of the stuff that they say. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, I said from the beginning, people blew the Horvath thing out of proportion. Yeah. Like he had a right to say the atmosphere is better in New York because they were in a freaking playoff competition. Yeah. And we were bottoming out, but like, I don't know. Stay mad. That's, that's my thing about that. Um, Rick Dollywall also had some reports this week that I'd like to get your take on. Uh, apparently, things are quiet with Elias Pettersson right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really surprised. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to sign it this summer. Yeah, it sounds like most people are not expecting him to. But what the Canucks are worried about is if they kick the can too far down the road, they could find themselves in a situation like what Calgary was in last year. Yeah. where they lost Kachuk, even though he was an RFA. Yeah. And they did kind of get, they, they actually managed to make a trade. They didn't yeah. just like lose him to an offer sheet. Yeah. But they don't want to lose Pedersen at all. No, yeah. Right. The goal not. is to keep him, not have assets that would almost make up for him. Exactly. So they would like to get this done sooner rather than later. Um, it also looks like the Canucks are still looking for centers, which seems kind of weird with what money that's just it what do they like, have, like a million in cap space two million but then that doesn't account for tanner pearson that's right yeah. so then now 
what we're also looking at is maybe an impending, and we'll get into the whole Carlson trade later because that's big news this week. But re- more relevant to the Canucks, San Jose now has a lot of cap space to spend mm-hmm. and they need a right shot defenseman. We happen to have a right shot defenseman that makes a lot of money and there was already rumors about him going to San Jose. <laughs> oh, so we think that this might have something to do with a Tyler Myers trade to uh, San Jose oh that we God. could possibly see near the beginning of the season once his $5 million bonus is paid out. Right, yeah. Which I can't even believe is a real thing that he got on the final year of his contract. Yeah, no like, kidding. You, you can't write these Jim Benning yeah. signings. Like, you could make a novel about yeah, these. Yeah, man. Um, I think there's a reason why the guy hasn't been rehired anywhere in the NHL. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, yeah. It's funny, too, how, like, both of the last Canucks GMs never really heard from again. Mike Gillis, after creating a Stanley Cup contending roster, yeah, off the map, off well, the he, grid. Didn't he go to Toronto after Vancouver? Nope. Or was it must have been before? That Vancouver? was his last NHL job. Really? Yeah. Just completely gone. Well, wow. Jim Benning. Also will likely never show up again. Yeah. Didn't even Peter Shirelli get rehired somewhere? Yeah, as an assistant. But I think yeah. they, they may have gotten assistant jobs or consultant jobs or scout yeah, jobs, yeah, yeah. but they never get rehired as like full-blown GMs. I honestly think Jim Benning might not be the worst scout. I think you put him in a in a limited situation. He could give you good advice on who to draft. Yeah. You just can't give him full reign control of everything. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but back, back to the Canucks... The players that they want to add, uh, or one of them anyway, surprised me. One of the players they have their eye on is Maxime Comtois. Isn't he... He's a free agent right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he was an Anaheim Ducks kind of prospect. I guess he was like... They they didn't qualify him. No. You could almost look at him like... So to this point, he's kind of had the trajectory of like a Vasily Podkolzin where kind of highly touted pick. Pretty good world juniors in and out of the NHL. And now he's just kind of floating. No one's picked him up. Yeah, he is a free agent. So, like, he he could sign anywhere. He's an unrestricted free agent, too, but he should have been an RFA. Yeah, but a- anyway, so Anaheim didn't qualify him. The Canucks are looking at him. I don't hate the idea, but I feel like his ceiling is kind of a third-line center. Yeah, I mean, like... Unless the, he explodes, well, but I'd be a bit surprised. Yeah. I mean, like, he's never... He's just... He's not a great player. Like, he's physical, but he's kind of a defensive liability. He's not really a good goal scorer. I mean, the most goals and points he's had in a season was 16 goals and 17 assists, right? Yeah. So that's like a third, fourth liner. That, that's kind of what he's I mean. like a type player that you don't really need. Yeah, I, I guess they're... I think what they're probably looking at is just his age. And like when you look at him versus like who's our third line center right now, Teddy Bluger. Yeah. Right. And you're thinking, well, if it came down to the two of them and we had to pick one, we'd rather have Comtois. There's probably more upside there. I get Well, the thing with Comtois is he's just like a six foot two, 215 pound guy. Yeah, exactly. He's just, he's big and he's young and he can play. Kind of like fills the Curtis Lazar role almost. A little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would say even if I'm at the deadline, if you're, Team needs yeah, it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I guess that doesn't shock me. But one player that the Canucks are apparently after that we all thought we were out on by now, Ethan Bear. What? So apparently the only reason they didn't qualify Bear was... because of the injury. Well, the injury, but also because of cap space. We didn't really have room to right. do it. Yeah. So they're now looking at it going, okay, well, 
we've kind of made it known to everyone that we don't, uh, we're not immediately interested because of your injury. So that seems to have kept other teams away. Maybe they can scoop him up for cheap. It sounds like Ethan Bear is also interested in coming back to Vancouver. I think at this point he'd be happy to play anywhere. Yeah. But still, the fact that he would like to come back here, yeah. the Canucks are interested in him. Once some cap space gets shuffled around, maybe near the beginning of the season, yeah. it'd, it'd be cool to have him back. It reminds me of a situation that the Preds were in a couple of years ago mm-hmm. where uh, it was actually this, I think it was the summer after they traded for Michael Granlin. Yeah. So... Obviously, everyone knows that the Preds traded Kevin Fiala for Mikhail Granlin. Yes. Not a great trade, but at the time, I mean, it wasn't terrible. Like, yeah. Fiala was on his way up. Mikhail Granlin was a solid first, second liner in the NHL. He had a year left on his contract after he got to Nashville. Yeah, second and, best uh, Granlin brother, for sure. <laughs> anyway, so he played out the rest of the contract, and he was not as advertised. Right. So he got into free agency, and the Preds were like, you know what, we're not going to resign you, we just... We don't have the cap space for you, whatever. Yeah. He goes off into free agency, doesn't get anywhere near what he thought he was going to get, ended up re-signing in Nashville on a one-by-one, mm-hmm. played out the one-by-one, and turned his career around a little bit. Then in the offseason, re-signed on, I think it was like a three-by-three. Okay. I know I know it was three years. I can't remember the exact number. Right. And then last year's uh, was the second year of that deal, mm-hmm. and that's when he got traded to Pittsburgh. Okay. So... You never know. You could have like that kind of situation with Ethan Bear. Yeah. Where like he comes back on a really cheap deal and has a bit of a turnaround season and then they can sign him after that if they want to. Yeah. And ultimately, like, I like Ethan Bear. I I think he's a good defenseman. I think there is some upside there. Yeah. He's, you know, he's got some holes in his game, but he's also, he's not your first, your top pairing guy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super sold on him, but. It, it, put it this way, if you're at the end of free agency and you're getting close to signing a league min for one year, I'll, I'll take him on that any day of the week. Yeah. That that risk-reward is very favorable for the Canucks. See, I think Ethan Bear is going to get so much better with age. Like, I just think really, as he yeah. gets older, yeah, I think he'll turn into kind of like one of those journeyman-type defensemen where they oh, don't yeah. make a ton of money, but they're solid and reliable defensively. Yeah. Um, but for right now, he just doesn't have that part to his game. He's yeah, there's some maturity it. he's exactly. got to develop. He's, he's, he has to get more defensively sound. Yeah. Right? He can't keep getting beat. Right? He's yeah, got, I can he, see he that. He has to be that, that, what's the term? Type of defenseman that's just like a, a pillar in the defensive zone. Uh, a stay-at-home defenseman? I don't yeah, know. Not, quite, not, not what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he could solid be guy. Yeah, they just they, they need that, right? Yeah, they need consistency for sure, right? But also looking at our cap situation, how much consistency can you afford to pay for, right? Like exactly, it, he might be one of the best options out there, and I'm not complaining too much about that. Yeah. So, I could uh, I could see that going well. Well, they got Matt Irwin in case all else fails. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> Which, again, another signing where I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You got to have some kind of a safety net there, yeah, right? Yeah. Even if even if guys do pan out, injuries are going to happen. Yep. You, you need someone who you cannot panic about calling up. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they got it. Uh, one other thing that just a little, not really news so much as an observation. This Canucks group that comes into training camp, they're going to be pretty well conditioned. Talkit as a head coach, he's pretty cutthroat. Yeah. Like he's going to, I think. To me, he comes across very militant. Yes, he he does. Yeah. And that was Boudreaux's biggest problem was all the players loved him. The fans loved him. Mm-hmm. But he was a bit too soft, I think, for mm-hmm. this team, right? He was great after Green left because Green was just kind of. A dick. 
Yeah, I was going to say uninspired. Okay. He just seemed like someone who like went in. He almost turned into a bit of a Willie Desjardins. It was just like, you didn't even look at this team, did you? You just picked your lines, decided I'm rolling four lines. Here's what we're doing all the time. And I'm never going to change my game plan to fit any specific scenario. Yeah, he was just on autopilot. Yeah, that's kind of what um, uh, Travis Green became. So Boudreaux came in with all these crazy new ideas and high-octane offense, and the defense was lacking a little bit. And then when Demko went out, that became a really big problem. Yeah. But then come training camp, it was just too... He was, like I said, he was just maybe a bit too soft, yeah. well, right? Well, what it was is Boudreaux was really good at getting the most out of his top players. Yeah. But he really didn't get much out of the bottom players. And I think that Tockett is completely the opposite. Whereas he's going to try to get the most out of his weakest players. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think, unfortunately, Canucks fans probably don't want to hear this, but I think this team is going to be a little bit more boring to watch next year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, last year, they had a lot of, like, the top 50 plays from the NHL. Like, yeah. it was all, like, creative broken plays that they yeah. had. You're not no, going to see gonna, as much of that. If you see that this year, Rick Tockett might have a stroke behind the bench. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. Boudreaux was so offensive heavy. I remember even sometimes the Canucks would turn over the puck and not really start skating back. Like they were still mm -hmm. pressuring in the zone. Yeah. And that would lead to a lot of two-on-ones. And that's yeah. when I think even um, uh, Jim Rutherford came out and said like, oh, we're relying on Demko too much. I don't like our structure and all mm -hmm. that stuff. I kind of, like I love Boudreaux, but I yeah. get where he was coming from. Yeah. Talk it, I think, is enough to scare the shit out of guys that yeah. when they come to training camp, they better be in shape. Yeah. Because if well, they're I think not. Also, the number one thing is they just they have to either sit or trade Myers. Like he cannot be involved with yeah. the culture they're trying to, to cultivate in Vancouver defensively. Like if they're trying to change the way that the defense operates, buying out OEL was the right move. Mm -hmm. And you you just can't let Myers be a part of that. Right. If you need, to, if you want to change something, he he's just he's the biggest pun intended problem back there. In a lot of you ways, you have to get rid of him. Here's the thing. This is going to sound crazy for me because I know no, I've it been isn't, against because Myers. You said that one. you would be fine with him on a one by one. I would. I take it. No. Why, why not? He's he's the worst defenseman in the NHL. Like I have such a huge problem with this guy. But here's the thing. I think he might be the worst utilized defenseman. This guy belongs on a bottom pair. But why why would you ever want him on the ice period? Because like, when so he's not when he's not playing against the NHL's top talent, he's not awful. But he's also not doing anything for you. You might be able to he might be able to do that playing against lower end players though. I like totally he's going to have disagree. I don't and know. And also man. why the hell would you want a guy who can only play against the worst players on the other team? Cuz then when the going gets Because tough, that's what one by one is for. That's no, what one-by-ones are no, for, for players no, like it's that. Not. Well, no, it's not. One-by-ones are, are for players who are trying to prove themselves. That's what a one-by-one one is. A one-by-one one for that guy would just be dragging it out. Just it, He's yeah. like an injured horse. It's never going to race again. Just put it out of its misery. You know? What do you think he'll get if and when the Canucks don't re-sign him? Though? Like, let, let's you, you think his NHL time is done. I think he's going to have a similar future to Louis Erickson. He is a six foot eight right shot defenseman in, I, b I believe he's about 31 years old, if I remember correctly. Mm, something like that. Dude, he will go somewhere else. And I would think he's going to get more than a one by one. 
Uh, and uh, well, admittedly, I would I wouldn't give him more than a one by one, but he'll get more than a one by one. Eric Branson got a four by four. Yeah, let's I think, think about. But that I think Branson's a, a far better defenseman than Myers. I would agree, right? Like I, I just man, I cannot tell you. I've I've watched this guy for years. Do you remember that 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 clip against the Preds last year where he got absolutely embarrassed? Do you you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, when I think of, like, I think most Canucks fans have, like, narrowed Tyler Meyer. Like, if you had to describe him with one play mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. and you had to pick a highlight to show, it was the dump and chase in overtime yeah. against Edmonton. Yeah. Every was. single Canucks fan will tell you that was the one where it was like, oh boy, mm-hmm. how did you even get off the bench? Mm-hmm. But that, but that's kind of an example of what I mean. That is a huge hockey IQ problem that he had there. But against lesser players, it might not be as big of a deal. He when did that. When are lesser players playing in overtime, Marcus? That, that, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I wouldn't hate him on the team. I hate him being someone who we lean on a lot, right? Because yeah. he didn't do that against just anyone. That dump and chase was a straight tape-to-tape feed to yeah. Connor McDavid, Dude, who yeah. came down and scored. But you you got to remember that like this team, the Vancouver Canucks team, yes. their biggest problem for years has been the defense. Yeah. And when I say the defense, I only partially mean the structure. What I mean mostly by that is the way that they play. They're not a unit. They're all individuals. Yeah. They're all they're, they they lack the ability to recognize what their assignments are. They lack the ability to move the puck with authority. They lack confidence. It's like they're all just plugged into a cookie cutter mold that none of them can fit in. It's just yeah, you're it's kind of right. It's been because so, they've had decent personnel come in. Yes, Nate Schmidt, who's succeeded everywhere except for exactly. Vancouver. You need to change everything. Everything yeah. has to change. Like, obviously, Quinn Hughes is good enough that, like, you don't need to change him. Yeah, he can but, carry the first pairing. But, like, just the way that that defense is built, how players play together, how they see the game, how they see the ice, how they see each other, everything needs to change. And you can't do that unless you get rid of the biggest problem, and that is Tyler Myers. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they already started by buying out OEL. Sorry, I get really heated when we talk about the no, defense. No, no, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. And, like, I see your point, and I think just the one other aspect I look at it from is I'll, I'll be okay to get rid of Myers as long as we're not giving up anything crazy to do it. You know, like, Myers is a type of guy where a team could say, hey, we'll take him, but, like, we're also going to need your second. I you would know? bench him. Like, I don't even care. Just bench him. But don't I, let him see the ice. It's not worth it. Why would you jeopardize the development of some of these younger defensemen that you have that you're trying to cultivate and you're trying to move forward in their careers by putting them on the ice with a liability? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me at all why you would ever put him on the ice. Again, I'm sure he's a super nice guy. I'm, I'm sure maybe he's maybe he's been putting in the effort he needs to this offseason to turn the ship around. Yeah. Maybe he has. The, the thing is with but him, everything though, it's I've not, seen up to this point, it's just not the case. The the thing is with him, it's not really about him not being in shape or not skate. That's the, that's the weird thing. He's a good puck mover. He's a good skater. When he wants to, he can hit. He doesn't fight, which pisses me off because he's six foot eight, but I'll get over it. The biggest problem with him is unfortunately his brain. He has maybe, like you were saying, the worst defenseman in the NHL. I would say that's going overboard. What I would say is he has the worst hockey IQ of maybe any player I've ever watched on the Vancouver Canucks that I can remember. 
The worst defenseman I've seen on the Canucks is without a shadow of a doubt, Derek yeah. Pouliot. Yeah, but he's not on the Canucks. No, he's not anymore. But like, no, the, the problem with Myers isn't that he's out of shape or that he passes bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. His hockey IQ is just not there. Yeah, I know. It is not an NHL level. And to me, it's like they have the building blocks for a strong defense. Right? Yeah. I think that Susie, Hughes, and Ronick are the start of a solid foundation. Yeah, they like, could be. Right? Like they're these all are small though. Um Yeah, they're not big. I mean, Hughes, we all know, is small. Yeah. I mean um, Sosi isn't I mean, he's not Ronick's, small. Ronick's six feet and Susie's six five. Susie's six five? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was six, smaller than six, that. Well, he's two oh eight, so he's kind of thin for a six foot five, but yeah. I would know. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I get to tell people I'm bigger than Carson Susie <laughs> in terms of weight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's th- that has to be wrong. He's got to be more than two hundred and eight pounds. Yeah, I don't. Some I'll, there's been a few of those that I've looked at and I'm like, really? Yeah. I don't I know. What they have Myers listed at Myers was listed at two twenty nine. Hmm. Can't Interesting. That, that checks out. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going on a cruise at the end of the month. I'll, I'll see if I can <laughs> <Yeah>. break 229. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, that'd, be, that'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I don't know. I just, I think that the decor, I get so frustrated when we talk about the Canucks decor. Because, like, I I don't hide the fact that I've been a Canucks fan my whole life. They're not my favorite team, but I do follow them. Yeah. But the defense is just, for whatever reason, just this this point that I just... I can't yeah. stop. It, it hasn't been good since 2012. It no. has been a a, a decade yeah. since we've had a solid decor. It's been a disaster. It's yeah. been it's been one of the worst decors in the NHL without a shadow of a doubt, maybe even the worst. There have been years where it's been the worst for yeah. sure. No, I mean over that stretch. Oh, in that span. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it would be up I, there. I really can't think. Well, I mean Phoenix is just pretty bad too, but anyway, just the fact of the matter is like there's just so much potential there, and I know that they've invested so much this offseason in turning around the defense. Yeah. Like, really, what did they really invest in the offense this offseason? Because if you think about it, in, yeah, the deepest, in the deepest offensive draft we've had in the since the turn of the century, they drafted three defensemen in the first 100 picks. Yep. They signed two defensemen on the first day of free agency. Yep. Am I missing anything? Teddy Bluger. Right. And then they signed a fourth liner. <laughs> yeah. Like... To me, it's just like there's been so much attention to the defense. Like, please don't mess this up. Please don't mess this up. Yeah, they just, like you said, they got to have a system though, right? They can't just rely on drafting or or signing players that they think are going to be good and saying now the defense is good. You need to create a culture and a system that they can work with. Exactly. Right? Right, And even those draft picks, we're not going to see them for another two, three seasons at least. No, yeah. Honestly, what I think is they need to figure out who the hell is playing the right side with Quinn Hughes. Like, yes. ASAP. Who they, is going to be that I guy? know they're going to try to cram Heronic there. Mm. My prediction is it's not going to work. Okay. I think that's going to spread... It's going to spread the bottom lines too thin. And honestly, I think Heronic is too offensively minded to play with Quinn Hughes. I don't hate that. I was thinking about this. And... If you have just a stay-at-home defenseman playing with Quinn Hughes, he's not doing anything doing anything for Quinn Hughes. I think you want a defenseman that Quinn Hughes can pull the attention away from, like because Quinn Hughes commands attention from yes. the defense, right? Yeah, for sure. So he can kind of kind of garner that respect and then move the puck to another defenseman that can then either create a play, move the puck, or keep an eye open for Quinn Hughes and get him the puck back. 
Yeah. And I think Hironic has enough offense in his game that he can be that for Quinn Hughes while also being defensively responsible enough to be there for him if, if he needs it. But again, we haven't seen him play in Vancouver. No, and, not and extended, I, no. And I will admit, and I don't think anyone's going to be surprised when I say that I didn't watch too, too many Red Wings games over the last five years. <laughs> yeah, no. So, I, I mean, I don't know a ton about his game, but I'm really looking forward to watching him play because I think you're right. I think they're going to put him with Quinn Hughes and I think we're going to get to see really quickly if they're a good fit or not. And I, yeah. think, they, I think, think they have the... The, the, the props to be a good pairing. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. So then who plays with Susie? That's the big question. Yeah, it's... I don't know, man. You look up and down this lineup. I start to... It's Hughes, Heronic, and then a huge drop. Right? Like well, Hughes, Heronic, Susie, and then a big drop. Even Susie is not like... You're not high on Susie? I, I don't want to say I'm not high on him. I just... You gotta manage your expectations here, right? This guy is at best a, a third or second okay. pairing guy. You're right, but let me preface this then. Okay, I'm going with the fact that you have NHL caliber defensemen and not NHL caliber defensemen. Yeah, that, to me, that's the difference. Okay, and fair I think enough, you have three enough. NHL caliber defensemen, and then there's a gap, and then you have the three that they're kind of still figuring out who they want to be in there. Do you think that Noah Jolson makes the roster? Do you think that, what is it, Akito Hirose? Is that how you pronounce his Hirose, name? Hirose, yeah. yeah. Do you think he makes the roster? Do you think Matt Irwin comes in and, and steals a spot? Um, do we think Tucker Pullman's going to come back at any point? No, actually, sorry, that was the one other thing that we, we don't really have to talk about it much. It's not looking good. Really? He, yeah. apparently, from the reports I've been seeing, Tucker Pullman does not want to retire, but it it is very much looking like I, I really hate making this comparison, but it almost looks like a Michael Furland situation oh, where he just, God. he doesn't want to let go. And I don't blame him. He's a relatively young, somewhat capable NHL defenseman. And he's 30. But yeah, it, it's very unfortunate the way things played out, but it looks at this point like a regular return to the NHL is unlikely for him. Again, according to the reports I've seen. Mm -hmm. So that that's sad. But it, it rules him out as an option completely. Before you answer my question, though, I do, it just dawned on me how much I've disrespected Ian Cole. I think he's still... I was just going to say, yeah, you, I think he's, you're missing he's still, one guy there. Uh, an NHL caliber defenseman. Yeah. So they've got four. But he, those guys yeah. aren't going to be your top four. Yeah, no, any, I was going to say, even Ian Cole, like, that is a third-pairing guy. Yeah. Like, that is... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, we're not... I'm, I'm not going to sit here and debate it with anyone. No, no, oh, no. you can use him. No, he's a third-pairing guy. That's not a problem. Yeah. You need third-pairing guys. But... Let's not pretend he's going to be moving oh, yeah. up and down the lineup. He's no. that, he's a 34-year-old defenseman who knows what he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hirose, I think, just because you brought him up, I really think he's someone who... I feel like they're going to start him in the AHL. Okay. I really think that that's the trajectory they're going to do mm -hmm. because they do not want to... On a defense that's already... Could we use the word fragile? Like, they don't have much consistency. They don't really have a system that they're used to. You don't want to throw a super young guy into that and say, hey, welcome to the NHL. It's a shit show, mm -hmm. right? Start him in the AHL, give him some minutes, let him adjust to the game at a higher speed. Then if there's injuries or once you can say, hey, we actually have enough defensive soundness that we could use some offensive octane back there, then you call him up, mm -hmm. right? But I, I have a feeling that that's how they're going to try to start the season. Unless he has a crazy or um, uh, training camp. I'm not as high on him as you are. I'm sorry. I just, 
I don't see it. He looked very good in the games that he did play. Okay. That that's all I got to say there. Yeah. He, he looked quite good. Um, I think it's going to be Jolson. I think he's earned a spot. You think so? Eh? I I think so. I like Jolson, but that that's a guy again. I don't know if I really. To me, he's just more of an NHL defenseman. I mean, I don't think he is, but I think he's more of an NHL defenseman than most of what they have on their roster. Yeah, that's fair. I think he'll. I think if he played a bottom pairing, a bottom pairing role with Ian Cole, yeah, there you go. That I is your. That. That's your bottom pairing. Those are your guys that can eat the minutes while your penalty killers are are dog tired or whatever, right? Yeah. That to me, Joel. They both Cole, shoot left though. That's what kind of they'll have yeah. to they'll have I, well to I, i'm not again i'm not too side. concerned about who's winding up for one timers and the, yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like well on our team get this we have right now th- four right-handed defensemen on our roster mm-hmm. we have heronic we have cam mcward we have tyler myers and we have tucker pullman yeah myers is gone pullman won't be able to play yeah that that leaves us with mcward and heronic yeah that's it like well, it, McWard is only 22 years old. So. Yeah, exactly. He He's probably going to have a, um, I would say a full season in the AHL would be not shocking for me. Maybe there is something to be said about this Ethan Bear thing then. Because I mean like. Yeah, right? Like that. that's what I mean. It's on a one by one. I don't yeah. mind that at all. Yeah. Right? On a show me contract. Sure. Bring him yeah. in. Worst case scenario, like you said, flip him at the deadline. Don't resign him at the end of the season. Yeah, but it's not a big enough risk that I'm worried about it. Yeah, you know, not even close. Yeah, I don't hate it. Anyway, yeah. we should get into the inbox. It's been a while here. I think that is a fantastic idea. Okay, we've got. Uh, you know what? We did talk for too long, so I'm not going to read all of these because there's quite a few, and a lot of them are on stuff we already touched on. Uh, our first one I, I got to read off is, uh, did you get your Taylor Swift tickets? <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys have been following the news on that, but uh, holy Christ, prepare to take out a second mortgage on your home. <laughs> Those are absurd. Yeah. My sister's very upset she's not coming to Vancouver. Really? Eh? Yeah. Well, she went to see her in Seattle. Exactly. That's why I was like, really? Oh, yeah. No, she'd see it again. Didn't you go to two shows in Seattle? Yep. One on the floor, one in the 500s or whatever. Man, Taylor Swift fans are crazy. I know. Like, well, have you seen these resale tickets in Toronto? No. They're going for over three grand in the nosebleeds. Oh, for God's sake. Per seat. Like, it's unreal. Yeah. That's like, I say that, it's, I remember game seven in Vancouver, it was over two grand for nosebleeds. Seats, yeah. But I don't know. That felt different. It is different. Yeah. Taylor Swift is like, you know... Especially if you've already seen her twice on the same tour. Yeah, I guess that's the thing about I seeing can't. like a playoff hockey game is like that game happens exactly one time. Exactly, yeah. You know, there's you, you don't get to just do that again unless you're like Chicago. Then, okay, sure. Yeah. Every <laughs> every decade you get a span of like four years. It's yeah. like, all right, we're in the finals. Yeah. But, you know, for most people, that's like a maybe once or twice in a lifetime thing. Yeah. Or if me, it's none <laughs> ever. Um. And I'm, I'm only going to read this one more off because, again, I just I want to get through this. But uh, someone asked, and I guess we never did share the results here, who won the oh, poll from last God week? Sake. This is bullshit. And uh, here's what I will this tell you. absolute bullshit. I will tell you who lost that poll. It was Jake Jude. Absolute. I had Simon Nemec. Like, yeah, you also got 14% of votes. Which is just an absolute atrocity. In second place... 
We have Alex Smith, <laughs> just who drafted a team of Matt Savoy, Logan Cooley, and Jesper Wallstad. And of course, in first place, it's fucking Jet Woo. Like, we have just... my team where I drafted Macklin Celebrini, <laughs> Johannathan Leckermacki, and Jet Woo. Just absolute bullshit. Very glad to see that uh, our fa- our <laughs> listeners are educated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even this play way. this off, if, man. If we used our teams as like, well, I know that uh, Alex had a goalie, but like if they were three on three teams. You just like add it in whatever. Yeah. Our teams would annihilate yours. I don't know, man. <laughs> Le- Lecker Mackey looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. The yeah. bust. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, we had to draft the be- the best team of three that we could of players that have, are, have not played in the NHL yet, but were also not drafted in the 2023 draft. Yeah. So very specific pool of players we were picking from. Yeah. And of course... I won. So that's, I uh, hope that answers your question. Uh, I think that is all the Canucks news we have time for. Yeah, I need a break. Yeah, it's break time. Uh, stick around. We will be back on the other side with Jake's Goof of the Week and some news from around the league and trivia. On January 17th, 2022, the St. Louis Blues retired Chris Bronger's number 44. How many banners, I mean jerseys, are there sitting alongside Chris Pronger in uh, in St. Louis? So basically, how many jerseys are retired in St. Louis? Right. Gretzky, because he did play there for like three months one time, so they had to do it. Uh, Oh, Hull must be. Um, so Gretzky, Hull, Pronger. I'm sure there's another one in there that I'm not thinking of right now. Probably like a guy from like one of the original teams, like in the sixties or seventies or something. That's it. I think my answer would be three total, including Pronger. That would be my guess. I'll stick around to the end of the show to find out. Was I right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. Was I far off? Yeah. Oh, so fuck. I was. <laughs> it's gonna be like seven. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we gotta sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was eighteen million dollars over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Hope you had a great time. <laughs> I, I know it's like we, 10 seconds long. Yeah, we take a break. Yeah, they, they just hang out there, let the music play for a second, and, yeah. and here we are. Yeah, we're back. Uh, and we are back with news. Ooh. It's kind of not the newest news, because it happened like two days after we recorded our last episode. Oh. But Eric Carlson Is traded. The the <laughs> no, I'm the biggest goof of the week for forgetting about goof of the week. It's all good. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is my part of the show, my segment where I go out and find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. I bring up a story of the guys and we have a chat about it. And this week, the biggest goof of the week is Kyle Dubas. Kyle Dubas? Yeah, Kyle Dubas. I, you know, you, no, continue, continue. <laughs> I want to hear this one. 
So it came out today mm-hmm. that allegedly Kyle Dubis is signing 51-year-old Yarmir Yager to a one-year deal. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. I have not heard about this. Look it up. There are rumors that... No. Yeah. I'm Googling this right now, but keep going. Go for keep it. going. Yeah, yeah. So earlier today, so Wednesday, August 9th, it came out that uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins are in talks with Yarmir Yager to sign him for a one-year deal. It is not a joke. I don't understand. You, you see it though, right? Yeah, it's you're right. The news stories are here. Yeah. Not by maybe the most credible sources. But I think one of them was the NHL Network. That's the one I saw. Okay. I. Anyway. Yeah, let's... Glossing over how legitimate it is, we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right. When, is a, when has a credible source ever stopped us from talking about news we see? So, Yarmir Yager is 51, yep. as you just said. Yep. He obviously is loved by Penn's fans. Yep. I believe he has his number retired there. Not yet. He hasn't retired. Yet. Right. That's right. He hasn't even retired from pro hockey yet. Man, that'd be wild if he had his number retired and then just came back and kept playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like, do you have to take the banner down for that? Like, what do you do? You know what's funny is I think, I don't know if they're the oldest team in the NHL anymore because they traded Granlin and Petrie, but they did acquire at Carlson. So maybe they're still the oldest team in the they're NHL. They're up there. They're up but there. But if they added Yager? <laughs> yeah, this, this would put them over the top for sure. Yeah. Um, Now, here's the thing. He's 51 years old. Yeah, and I thought the only team he's been playing for is a team that he is part owner of in Czechia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't know if he's quite at NHL caliber anymore, and by not quite, I mean it can't even be close. To me, I can almost guarantee you that what the story is is that Kyle Dubas is going to sign him to a one-day contract and that he's going to retire, retire as, as a, a penguin. Yeah. That would make so much more freaking sense. <laughs> yeah, but all of these outlets that have been reporting it are like, Yager's coming back, Yager's yeah, coming yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought that was pretty goofy. Well, okay, so the Canucks signed BX to do a one-day mm-hmm. uh, thing against Anaheim, yeah. and they did that. I would have loved him to play a shift. Well, Just, he went out in gear. <laughs> yeah, I know. He like fully, yeah, he w- when they did the ceremonial face-off, he took the face-off. Yeah, he I didn't drop the puck. And yeah, that's right. He won it. <laughs> I forgot about that. I love it, man. Like, yeah. yeah. But like for me, like take it one step further. Let him one shift with Quinn Hughes. I want to see it. Yeah. You know, this is kind of the same. They like, if you keep him on the bench the whole game, you make that thing a tie and you put him out in three on three overtime <laughs> with Crosby and, and Carlson. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Or even if it's like a blowout, just let him get an empty netter or something. Yeah, exactly. Have a stat in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I wonder, cause I know Gordy Howe is like, or no, did no Patrick Marlowe played the most games in the NHL. That's what it was. Um, I don't remember how old Gordy Howe was when he retired. I think he was 52. But like that number is stuck in my head. It would be pretty crazy. Oh, at 52 years old and 10 days, how played his final game at just over 52 years old. Yeah. So, Hey, what one more year, if Yager holds out, he could do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy to me that he was drafted 
fifth overall in 1990. Yeah. Almost a decade before any of us were born. Like, this would be, if I remember correctly, Linden went the year before that. (laughs) That would be like Trevor Linden still just bouncing from team to team trying (laughs) to make it work. (laughs) Didn't he retire in, like, 08? Yeah. Yeah. Over a decade ago. Yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) And this guy's just like, I I got it, and me coach put me in. (laughs) The coach is younger than him. (laughs) (laughs) Significantly. Yeah. Um, yeah, the GM is younger than... Well, I mean, Dubas is an <laughs> yeah, exception. Yeah, he's he younger is, than... Yeah, he's like yeah. But anyway, there was going to be a different goof of the week this week, so I, I kind of want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, please do. Please do. But we have yeah, nothing but time here. The Yager thing was just so goofy, I had to talk about it. That's hilarious. That's anyway. I don't even agree. That's a huge dub for Kyle Dubas. <laughs> just he just Yager signed NHL it. superstar Yarmir Yager. <laughs> yeah, fucking check, And this yeah. team is stacked. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if you took this roster that they have in Pittsburgh, like added Yager to it, went back to like 2010, all-star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, slaughterhouse. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the so the goof of the week was gonna be there was a game mm-hmm. in the MLB on the weekend or something. Okay. And a player from the Cleveland Guardians, formerly the Cleveland Indians, yes, slid into second base. Okay. And the second baseman, uh, he, he hit him or whatever, right? So the second baseman got all pissed off. So the the player stood up and there was a bit of a kerfuffle. Oh, I think I might have seen this. Yeah. Yeah, and they were throwing punches back and forth but it's like a baseball fight so it's kind of like all right whatever like they're they're trying to throw punches but guys are holding them back right? yeah yeah yeah. and then the cleveland guardians player i think his name's jose ramirez mm-hmm. connects with one yeah slumps the guy just yeah he got knocked boom. right out right yep yeah yeah i don't think he, i don't think he got knocked out but definitely sent him to the sent him to the dirt yeah, well, there was no, yeah. like, when you watch the video, it looks like there's no feeling in his legs. Yeah, he just, just kind of freezes goes, and then boom. Yeah, he tips over like a tree. Yeah. Anyway, I really wanted to talk about that. Yeah, that, I don't know. There's something about baseball hey. fights that are, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's something about baseball fights that are just, they almost keep me on my toes a little bit because it's yeah. like, are they going to fight? Or are they just going to kind of yell really close to each other? Well, because it's funny because most baseball fights are just, oh, you're lucky this guy held me back. Yeah. And then you'll get one every couple years where a guy just gets clocked. Like the Jose Bautista one. I feel like that's the one everyone thinks (laughs) of. Of course, yeah. Same thing, sliding into second. Yeah. Just Bautista got the sunglasses slapped off of him. Yeah. Like that was a sick hit. But like, again, they're not fights. They're just like up. Someone lands a punch. If you ever see like soccer fights, they go a lot like that too. Like it, what it, soccer fights? Here, here's the thing though. The weird I've thing never about, even heard the term soccer and fight used that closely to each other in a as, sentence. Before. As someone who played soccer from when I was four until I was eighteen, I will tell you this about soccer: the higher level in soccer you get, the less physicality there is. In Check lower out. level, lower level soccer, yeah. like you're talking like the U16 silver team, like okay. that. I, I guess you, I know in hockey and lacrosse, we have like A, B, and C. Yeah. In soccer, for whatever reason, it's tiered as Metro is like the top, yeah. and gold, silver, bronze, and then if there's enough teams and enough players, house, which is okay. like, house is like, I just... <laughs> beer I, league. Yeah, how, yeah, beer league for like <laughs> underage kids. House is like, my parents decided to enroll me because gotcha. they thought I wasn't doing well enough in gym class. Like, okay. that's what house is. Gotcha. But... Like, man, we actually had some decent, I don't want to call them scraps, but like when you've got 10 guys on a field that all know their careers aren't riding on this, yeah. we don't care what happens to us. Yeah. Like you get fights and they're not 
full on fist fights, but it's a lot. It's it's nerve wracking because in soccer, like hockey, right? There's two linesmen, two refs. Yeah. Plus, well, in minor, there's two linesmen and a ref. There's only oh one. really? In minor, yeah. There's only oh. one ref. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. In soccer, at any level, you have a ref and twenty two players. Aren't there linesmen in soccer? There are linesmen that will not come on the field for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> what are they even there I for? I could be it? stabbing someone in the neck. The linesman is not coming onto the field. <laughs> they, they All they do is they help the ref because there is only one of them, and they're so typically they're always kind of far away from what's going on. They basically just help the ref with offsides, like linesmen in hockey, yep. and they'll determine which team kicked the ball out of play. So that because sometimes when it's really close, the ref has a hard time seeing. So they point the flag in a certain direction to indicate which team it is. But when there's a fight, wait, which team gets it or which team kicked it out? You okay? So if I kick the ball out, they would point the flag towards my team's goalie okay. to signify that's the way that play will be going. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but anyway, if there's a fight, they're not helping. So gotcha. you have twenty two. 16-year-olds that all want to kill each other and one 65-year-old dude that just thinks he can still run. <laughs> it's it's not a good fit. But that it's kind of, yeah, and as you get older and like more competitive in soccer, there's less of it because everyone's terrified to get a card. U16 silver team, no one cares. <laughs> it's like, we're going to play with four guys. We don't care. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. It's funny, out of all the fights I remember from growing up playing hockey, I don't mm-hmm. ever remember a ref coming in. What? Yeah, not really. How does it, how did what you all just like pat yeah, each I other mean, on the back and no, usually away? usually you end up getting like well, I don't know. I guess like yeah, the refs do come in if like a guy's on the ground getting punched. Yeah. But outside of that, most of the fights were just kind of they knew when it was over. Okay. They kind of just let it go, and then when it ended, it ended. Mm. But, yeah, no. Like, there would be sometimes where, like, especially, like, in the crease. Like, if there's fights in the crease. Yeah. You have, like, yeah. the goalie, like, swinging his stick at guys. <laughs> it's like, all right, we better get in there. Yeah. yeah. We should do something about this. Yeah. But, like, but again, like, this is only a window of time from when I was, like, 14 to 17, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. when you're 13 and younger, it's just, it's not really happening. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we like it was the same in box lacrosse, right? Yeah. Like when when you get older, like towards like your, I'm not even gonna use the terms because no one knows them, but like when you're like 14 and up, yeah, you start to get the odd fight here and there. Below that, it's just it's not even a physical enough game that you're really worried about it, right? Like, use the, use the terms though. I forget what they are. Okay, so I believe the last year I played was second year midget. Okay, so was hockey also tiered by that like two years at a time? Uh, yeah, so it's two years at a time until you get to midget, and then there's three years of midget. Okay, so lacrosse, from what I know, is always two okay. until you hit senior. And then senior is like, I think senior is 21 and up, I think, okay. or 20 and up. It's one of the two. Yeah. But you start with mini tyke, which is five and six years old. Okay, so in hockey, you start with tyke. It's five and six years old. Okay, so then then you hit tyke, okay. which is seven and eight. That's novice in hockey. Okay, so then you hit novice. Okay, then so that would be what nine and ten. Yep, that's Adam. Okay, so then you hit bantam, okay, which so is eleven twelve. And then you hit peewee, which is eleven twelve. Oh shit! I skipped peewee. 
Oh, I forget where. I think Pee Wee <laughs> is between novice and bantam. Okay, so then 11 and 12 would be both hockey and lacrosse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's probably some consistency. Okay. And then after that, I think... 13, 14. After Bantam is midget, for sure. Okay, so 13, 14 is Bantam. Same thing in hockey, Bantam. And right. Then, and uh, then you go to... 15, 16, 17 in hockey is midget. Okay, so for us, it's two years midget. Right, so 15, and then, 16 midget. And then 17, two, 18. Yeah, what do you have? Uh, so 17 is midget, and then 18 is junior. Or juvenile, depending on whether or not you're good enough. <laughs> okay, so we have intermediate. Okay. Lacrosse would be then, um, so what, what did I leave off at? So seven, six, 17, 18 would be intermediate. Yeah, and 17, in, 18 is intermediate. Yeah. Then you have two years of junior. Then okay. senior is everything else. Right, okay. So and, then I, 19, 20 would be junior. And then in hockey, 18, 19, 20 is either junior or juvenile. Right, okay. Yeah. Depending on, like I said, junior is like if you make a team. So yeah. like if you make like the Penticton V's, the Coquitlam Express, right? Those are junior teams. Or even you could play major junior, right? And play for the Giants. But most guys who like keep playing hockey after midget is juvenile, which is just like within their same minor organizations where, right. you know, it's the same rules as minor hockey. You can't fight in any of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, 17, or sorry, 18, 19, 20. And yeah. that's, that's where Tyler and I played together. And when right. we tell all okay. our stories about playing together, that was in juvenile. Yeah. So when Tyler talks about like on his team where he plays senior C, yeah. the reason he's still senior C is because senior is everything from yes. like 20 until... 20, yeah, 21 and up. Actually, it's until... um, I, I'm sure you have the option, but at 40, then there's another level called Masters. Yeah. Which is like, it's the 40 and up yeah. group. I'm sure you're allowed to still play in yep. senior, but yeah. you can't go the other way around. You can't be yeah. a young guy going to play Masters. Yeah. So... Yeah, 40 and up in lacrosse is mad. Pretty wide gap from 21 to 40. Yeah. But yeah, that's all senior. Well, they do the same thing in ice hockey, only I think it's 35. That rings a bell yeah. to me for whatever reason. And they call it old timer. No, no, no. 55 is old timers. 55 and up is old timers. 35 and up is something else. I forget what it's called. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I love that, man. What a great term. Old timers hockey. Yeah. You know what I love? <laughs> Midget. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I could I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Anyway, there I'm you go. I'm of course referring to lacrosse, yeah, not sorry, the yeah, yeah. Uh, disenfranchised yeah. small people <laughs> right. out there. Come on, man. <laughs> man, I can. You know what? We joke about either of us running for politics ever. No, never. Someone gets one whiff of this show. No, yeah. Our nothing. careers are over. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to uh, you know what you you started this whole thing somehow by talking about Kyle Dubas. Yeah, um, the midget. Kyle Dubas made a trade. He did, and Pretty I know significant you significant one. You thought that that was going to be the biggest scoop of the week, and you I were did. Like, oh, let me hear this. Well, like I'm not, I'm on the fence about the. Right. So anyway, the trade. What what is the trade? Tell me every detail to this trade. Okay, so this was a three way trade. Okay. Uh, to break it down as simply as I can, Pittsburgh acquired Eric Carlson, Rem Pitlick, Dylan Hamaliuk. What? Let me see. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That's close enough, right? And a 2026 third round pick. Interesting. Because any of the next two would just be far too valuable. What round? Third round? Third round. Interesting. So a 2026 third. So that's three years from now in the third round. Mm, okay. Um, San Jose acquired a first round pick, which makes me just go, holy shit. Yeah, right. It's crazy. Um, Michael Granlund as the... Mikhail. The guy we, who did I say? Did I say Marcus? No, you said Michael. 
Oh, Mikhail Granlin. <laughs> Did I say Marcus? No, <laughs> yeah. you're Marcus. <laughs> no, well, Mar- Marcus Granlin. I, uh, whatever. Right, yeah, because it could possibly be Marcus Granlin. I don't know. Anyone would well, want that's him. I, I don't know. I, that name's in my head because I'm a Canucks fan. Right. The better Granlin. Yes, the best line mate the Sidians ever had. Really? No. No, I mean, what? like, he actually played with them? Oh, yeah, for oh, a significant portion of time. That is Willie Desjardins hockey, baby. Wow, it's like 2015. Yeah, I think he was actually... Did he play on their line in the playoffs? What's that? Did he play on their line in the playoffs? Can't remember. I think it was the year after, actually, that he was on their line. But anyway... Speaking of brothers, quick segue. Yeah. Side note. Go for it. Whatever happened to Emil Peterson? I SHL caliber talent not coming over to North America, it sounds like. I think he played a little bit in the A... And yeah. then it just, it was like, okay, that's, I'm going back. Yeah. Like he was, um, or is Elias Patterson's younger brother. Yes, that's right. And man, I cannot tell you how much I would have loved to have two Elias Pettersons <laughs> plus one of the Elias Pettersons brother, Emil. Yeah. That's three E dot Pettersons. <laughs> like good luck, John Shorthouse. <laughs> that's oh, uh, yeah. When do you think they're going to announce, um, Shorty's booth partner? Or partner in the booth. Oh, it'll be like within a week of the season starting. Doesn't make any sense. The the Canucks like the dramatics a little bit. And you know what? I don't hate it. It's kind of fun. It keeps people talking about it, right? Otherwise, you they could announce it now, and then by the time the season starts, no one's gonna care anymore. Right? This way they get exactly this, what we're doing right now. People going, when are they gonna announce it? I wanna know who it is, right? They feed off of that. So narcissist <laughs> a bunch of dicks yeah. anyway. you tell us damn it <laughs> yeah um still rooting for uh good, good ray. old yeah ray who, who who are the uh front runners right now so ray ferraro is heavily rumored to get yeah. the role yeah. um dave tomlinson dave uh, tomlinson yeah so he's worked in the he vancouver like media before he i forget what exactly he did but he's worked in vancouver sports media before he took a job as Seattle's color commentator for a large part of last season. Oh, cool. But he wrote, a, a, not really a press release, a, a statement, I guess, saying that he had taken a job with the Canadian NHL team. And so just the vagueness made a lot of people think it was Vancouver. Yeah. But, like, he never said. So he's also, but people also said that Ray Ferraro still has his deal with ESPN. So he won't be able to do all of our games. I uh, gotcha, gotcha. So maybe they'll split the job. I I don't know. It's, it does check out that they would have, they wouldn't have like a firm person in place. They would go, yep, this is our guys who we're sticking to. Yeah, they're going to kind of play it by ear a little yeah. bit. Probably give a couple people some auditions. But I, I mean, Ray Ferraro's tried and tested enough that like if he wants the job, he's going to have it. You think so? Eh? And, and I want him to. I really enjoy Ray Ferraro. I think his commentary is quite good. The color commentary is a weird role to fill yeah. because you're not calling the game so much as just having thought. You know what? Alex would be a great color commentator. No, he would not. <laughs> I think he could be. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, happy birthday to Alex, by the way. We're recording this on his birthday. By Literally the he, on the day of his birth. Yeah, but yep. Yep, his literal birthday. <laughs> uh, by the time you hear this, it'll be long and over, and you'll have forgotten, and you yep. can all apologize to him later with your... <laughs> 
happy belated birthday. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, my phone was dead. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but today is his birthday, so yeah. hopefully he gets the job. Yeah. Um, he, though he probably won't. Back to the Eric Carlson trade. Right before we go back to the Eric Carlson trade. Yeah, what else you got for me? I think it would be kind of funny. What's that? Is if Ray Ferraro did get the job, you know how they did like John and John? Yeah. Well, they would be Ray and Jay. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Ray J is? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I think it's funnier kept that way. <laughs> I will. We'll see if someone makes that connection during yeah. the season. He's a he's a hip hop artist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that all the old guys that are calling the game will totally <laughs> right, know that. Back to Ray and J. I like that. I think that's funny. <laughs> That'd anyway. be cool. It'd be cool. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, try to try to bring us back okay. to this trade for ba- the third ba- time. Back to the trade. So right. uh, well, actually, before we, <laughs> all right, San Jose got a first for yeah. next ne- the, this coming draft. I don't yeah. know if I mentioned that. Yeah. Michael Granlund, Mike Hoffman. Oh, really? Yeah, Mike. I Hoffman. didn't realize he was involved in the trade. I didn't really either. I so, think this is his second tour of duty in San Jose. It is minus the yeah, including the <laughs> what hour and a half he spent there yeah. when. He was this is by- the same time he's been traded because of Eric Carlson. What? Well, the first time Ottawa unloaded him was because they were trying to keep Eric Carlson happy. Mm, that was when the whole thing right, happened with Mike Hoffman's wife, wife. Yeah. And then, I, I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> I've, I've, this is one of my favorite facts about that. So, um, uh, Dorian was absolutely hell-bent on making sure Hoffman went to the West. Yes. Because Hoffman at the time was a very, very good player. Yep. And he didn't want to be playing against him all the time. And yep. just because that always rubs salt in the wound. But just like, for whatever reason, he was very intent on making sure he went to the West. And he got some pretty high offers from teams in the East that he turned down. He ended up selling them to San Jose for a discount. San Jose then flipped him right back to the yeah. East. So San Jose made off like bandits there. Yeah. And I find this funny too, because a lot of San Jose fans at the, well, because at the time, Mike Hoffman yeah. was so controversial. They were mad that they acquired him. And then they flipped him. They're like, we're geniuses. Yeah. Right. And then it made um, Pierre Dorian look like an idiot because yeah. he took a lesser <laughs> deal. And then Hoffman ended up on the same team that offered them more yeah. than what they got. Yeah. And then this is the thing I wanted to mention. So then when they traded Eric Carlson, also to San Jose, yeah. which is just, I don't know. This doesn't stop getting funny for me. Um, Pierre Dorian put a clause in there because I think a, a first rounder came back the other way. Mm-hmm. That if it they can't f- be from Mike Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. So they'd already gotten rid of Hoffman, but that was the yeah. thing was they'd embarrassed them, yeah. right? So Dorian put in a clause that if within a certain amount of time, they traded Eric Carlson back to a team on the East. The first overall pick turned into a fifth. Wait, oh, wow. Just to make sure yeah. that they didn't do the, the same thing The first round again. pick turned into a fifth round pick. Or is that not what I said? You said fifth, first overall. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, so no, no the, but I get it. I yeah, get the it. first round pick would turn into a fifth rounder yeah. just to say, if you flip him back here, the value from your trade is just depleted. Yeah. So... I just I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's funny. I just realized I got it wrong. It was that the San Jose traded a first to Ottawa. Yeah, I think people follow. Yeah, I I I screwed it's up how that worked. But anyway, even when you confuse yourself, I still have a 
a decent time being able to figure out what you're trying to say just because I've you. spent so much time in this room. I'm and glad you're here. I <laughs> hope our <laughs> listeners know me that well because I don't I mean, make any if sense. If they're listening to a, a episode 116 at the hour and some odd mark, I'm sure that they've yeah. spent enough time with you to know that they can figure out they what you're know trying a, to say. I'm a confusing individual. <laughs> uh, you just you retain a lot of little details, but not 100% of the details. No, the picture's <laughs> a little blurry. Exactly. So you've got <laughs> But like, I'm like there was some red in there somewhere. Exactly, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Anyway, um San Jose also got Jan Ruta. Jan. Jan Ruta. Well, it's spelled Jan it's like from the office. Jan. Um so then enter Montreal, who oh, came in come. mostly as a cap relieving okay. vessel. Um, Interesting way to put it, but okay. For their troubles, they received a second round pick in 2025. Not bad. Jeff Petrie. <laughs> he's going back there. He's going back. That's funny because he left in somewhat controversial fashion. Yep. Well, yeah. he's coming back. He might not be there for long, but yeah, he's going back. back. Casey DeSmith. Whoa, that's an interesting piece. Right? And Nathan Laguerre. Can you read out all those pieces again? Okay, one more time. Pittsburgh receives Eric Carlson, Rem Pitlick, Dylan Hemeliuk, and a 2026 third rounder. San Jose receives a first rounder in next year's draft, Michael Granlund, Mike Hoffman, and Jan Ruta. The Montreal Canadiens receive a 2025 second rounder, Jeff Petrie, Casey DeSmith, and Nathan Laguerre. Well, which sounds kind of French, so right up their alley. Um, yeah. Big trade. Yep. Big trade. Yeah, it is. And y- you know what? We have to, I have to talk about this from the Pittsburgh angle just for a second, because the obviously, like, no one is calling this the Casey DeSmith trade, right? <laughs> this, this is yeah. the Eric Carlson yeah, This trade. isn't the Mikhail Granlin trade. This is really, to me, one, like, I don't even know if you could call it a last dance for Pittsburgh, but it's one last, I think, it's you know when they, they when they have the, the paddles, the shock paddles? They almost had to use them on me once. You know the things I'm talking about. The defibrillator. The defibrillator. <laughs> This is one last electric jolt to a roster that they know isn't going to be around forever. Who's the goalie there then? In Pittsburgh? Yeah. Well, hell if I know. Oh, Tristan Jari. Oh, yeah, yeah, But so they were really like to hell with Casey DeSmith. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yep, just gone. Alrighty. But anyway, yeah, this is, uh, from what I've heard too, apparently some players on the Pittsburgh Penguins, including Sidney Crosby, we're advocating to try to acquire Carlson. Yeah, well, he's a very highly respected player in the NHL, and he did just win the Norris. He did. I just, I wonder if he can keep up that pace, though. I think he can. Yeah, it, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see this group of players together. Like this is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, Eric Carlson on one roster. Even though they're all kind of older and a little bit like, you know, they're past their primes, but like. They're all in their middle 30s. Yeah. Late 30s. Yeah, they are. That is going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. The I'll next give it couple that. years, you're damn right, is the last dance. Yeah, they have. And again, we're not talking about like they're winning the cup or anything necessarily, but like it's one last push with them to see them be good. Yeah. You know, because ask the Sedins. They weren't good for the last, or they weren't on a good team 
for the last five years they played. Do you remember the trade rumors? With the Sedins? Yeah. That they were going to go to Toronto? <laughs> Just the trade rumors in general around there. Not so much, honestly. Yeah, I remember them. I, do, I remember, I know Tampa Bay wanted them mm-hmm. at one point. And I remember there was actually, uh, I heard a funny story about this. So there was rumors they were going to go to Toronto. And then uh, Brian Burke, who at the time was the GM in Toronto, got fined for tampering with the Sedins in Sweden. Hmm. Like that he went in the summer to go visit them to recruit them to come to Toronto. Would That would have been during like contract extension talks, right? It, it must have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Brian Burke to this day, because when they did the um, the entry draft in Vancouver a couple of years ago. 2019. Yeah, Brian, there was a season ticket member the day before it where they brought the Steens on stage and they brought Brian Burke out too. I think Burke got a louder applause than the Sedins did just because yeah. you know the Sedins have been around forever. You don't get to see Brian Burke that often. No, yeah. And he told that story and it was like full on old man in his garage on his lawn chair with a beer in his hand. He's going, and this was bullshit because I didn't even visit them on that trip. He goes, you didn't ask them. They're backstage right now. And he was like, oh, well, that was supposed to be a secret. Well, the Sedins are here and you can ask them later. I didn't even see them on that trip. <laughs> That's the one blemish on my career and I'm still mad about it. <laughs> I just, I was sitting yeah. with my grandma in the stadium watching yeah. that, just killing myself laughing. Yeah. But yeah, he clay, he just swears that this never yeah. happened. It's funny. And he's, he, he either means it or he has enough he's trust in the Sedins that they're going to cover <laughs> for him. But Anyway, yeah, so I, I kind of remember those rumors a yeah. bit. You know, he's a uh, he's a free agent too right now, eh? Brian Burke? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Here's the thing. He'd never take an assistant GM job, but I'd love to have him <laughs> Yeah. It, it would be pretty sick. I just, I would love to see him back involved in the media. Yeah. Like, he was amazing in on Sportsnet. I have an underrated take. You know how we always talk about how... Dan Murphy could, I like Dan Murphy. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know you don't, but I, sometimes he can be a little bit on the dull side, a little bit on the dull side, a little bit. And we always talk about like, Oh, it'd be funny if, you know, Kevin BX did it or Ryan Kessler or whatever. Berkey Burke in the <laughs> tunnel with Tyler Myers going Myers. What, the, what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> Like I can see him looking at him going, have you, have you ever defended against a two on one before in your illustrious career, Tyler Myers? (laughs) Have you ever done that? Yeah. Oh my God. Like, you know why you're on the third pairing, Tyler? Because we don't have a fourth pairing. That's (laughs) why. (laughs) Yeah, you're a fourth pairing (laughs) D-man. I would love to see Burke out there and just like, yeah, you know, kids out there. What? I guess that's more Don Cherry, but still like. You don't do that. No. What you did out there was bad. Yeah. I trained you. <laughs> yeah, we, we were going to have an interview with Tyler Myers, but fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to tell, I'm going to show you highlights of him and tell you what he's doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see, I don't know. There's, yeah. some, there's something really charmingly hilarious about old grumpy men. <laughs> yeah, dude. Especially in hockey. No, I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. But like, Think about all these guys that we, like, talk about so much that we like, even though there's nothing likable about them. Brian Burke, John Tortorella, <laughs> Lou Lamorello, right? Well, yeah. Did I say Mike Babcock yet? <laughs> like, these are the guys. Um, uh, Daryl Sutter. 
Yeah. Right? Like, these are all guys that, like, we talk about how Danny maybe... Sutter won the Jack, uh, uh, what's it called? The, the Coach of the Year Award. I know. And then they had to fire him just to keep their players in Calgary. Yeah. And most of them still left. Yeah. But, like, that's what I mean. It's these guys Jack that are... Jack Adams, that's what it's called. Yeah, 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 that's right. Mm-hmm. But, like, all these guys are, like, in the media, they shouldn't... The entertainment is also... It's, it's like, ironic, almost. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is horrible. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'd love to see Burke do anything in Vancouver media. Just yeah. because it's fighting with him is the most fun part of yeah. it. Well, you know how you were talking about using the defibrillator in uh, Pittsburgh? Yes. He would be using the defibrillator on the media in Vancouver. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we like, but he would work well in tandem with someone like Kevin Bieksa. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Bieksa is everything that Brian Burke isn't. And that's what makes them a perfect team. Yeah. You know, I'd love to see anything that those two collaborated on to do with Vancouver. Everyone would. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. We got to move on. I I don't even know what the topic of conversation was there, but yeah, that's hilarious. I'd love to have. Yeah. Who knows how we start on this. Um, Arizona is just. They won't go down without a fight, man. I'd just give up. For I know. For God's sake, we they, want a team in Houston. We would love to see a team in Quebec, even though it's not going to happen. I know. There's markets that want a team. Arizona doesn't want a team. I know if Tyler was here, he'd be screaming and hollering because he wants a team to stay there. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, Tyler's but, not here. And even at that, like, let's say you leave a team there. You build a new stadium. God, like, God only knows why. No one goes to these games. and Tickets are dirt cheap. Like, that's the best case scenario for him. So I don't yeah. know why he keeps... <laughs> and, like, I'll, I'll give it to Arizona. Part of it is bad luck. They've been a horribly mismanaged team for a very long time, right? It's not all the fans' fault. In fact, the few Arizona Coyotes fans there are out there, I have nothing but respect for them because that would be a hard team to follow. Oh, yeah. But they But there's not a lot of them, but they're doing it. However, to the owners who just refuse to move the team, I'm sorry... This experiment didn't work. I'm not saying you can never put a team back there, but this team didn't work, right? Buying a different 41 acres of land isn't going to help you. But Arizona did make one other piece of news, and honestly, I find it somewhat relieving because now I don't have to think about this anymore. The Arizona Coyotes have signed Matt Dumba to a one-year $4 million contract. Sorry, $3.9 million because that extra... 100,000 would just be over the top. This is probably, as far as I know, this is going to be the biggest piece of the trade deadline. Matt Dumba? Yeah. Don't, why? Because I think anyone else that's on the last year of their deal, they're all going to be signed by the deadline. Or they're going to be on teams that are going to make the playoffs. So I think Dumba is going to be the biggest fish at the deadline. Biggest fish is going far, but I can see him being up there. Because, like, you never know what players could end up coming into play, right? Or end up getting traded or whatever. But you're right. I could see, like, a team that thinks that they just need a little boost on defense. Shit, this is going to be us, isn't it? Shit. After all, I was just saying how <laughs> relieved I was that I don't anymore. have to think about this. Now, I'm really it's just kicked now the can instead of, six months yeah, down the road. instead of signing Dumba in free agency, now you're just going to have to be trading for him. Uh, well, Besser's going to look great in a Kachina jersey. <laughs> I, I can't, I, dude, I don't know if I can tolerate another six months of Bessa for Dumber Brewers. I, I really, 
I, I don't know yeah. if I can handle it. Yeah, I mean, like, they do need to clear cap space, too. Send Garland back. <laughs> <laughs> don't. He loved it there. Yeah. Probably. He Who didn't, knows? but I don't yeah. care. I, no, man, we can't do this again. And, well, I mean, a good thing Arizona doesn't have a history of fleecing the Canucks or anything. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah, brother. Um, you know, you were talking about the uh, trade deadline class of next year. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about next year's UFA class because oh, the okay. free agents next year yeah, are just go. looking unreal. Now, before I read them, I will, of course, acknowledge that most of these players are probably going to re-sign with yeah, the teams probably, already with. Yeah, yeah. But as of right now, I'm mm-hmm. going to read off the top 15 that okay. I can tell anyway. Sure, yeah. So, uh, coming in at number one, Austin Matthews. Okay, <laughs> like he's going to be a free agent. Yeah, he's obviously not a free agent. I don't know yeah. if he'll be with Toronto, but <laughs> he won't be a free agent. William Nylander. We, before we, okay, oh, sorry. well, I guess we're, we're still talking about Leafs. Yeah, the, those are the two yeah. main ones. Yeah. Man, can you imagine if for whatever reason they have a bad season? Toronto? Yeah. Man, the fire sale <laughs> yeah. that would come out of that place. If like, they had a bad season and those guys refused to sign, holy shit, man. I, that would be more entertaining for me than I think the Preds winning the Cup. I think yeah, I would have more. I see where you're coming from. Because I don't live in Nashville. I would love for the Preds to win the Cup. Do not yeah, get me course, wrong. Of course. But it would be more entertaining for me to watch them have a shitty season and have to sell at the deadline. That would be absolutely wild. Yeah. Like. Oh, no, it would be the Leafs. Yeah, I know. I know. Every time I do, we do this, I know. It's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, Matthews and Nylander coming in at one and two. At number three, Steven Stamkos is a UFA. Yeah, I mean. He's going back to Tampa. Yeah, hey, there's, I can't see any situation. It, for me, it's just about, like, how much longevity does he have left in his career? And that's going to be. You know what he gets offered. Yeah. Do you remember though when he signed the contract? That's ex- this one that's expiring. Do you remember when he signed it? No, I don't. So he signed it in the off season mm-hmm. after he he was a UFA. Yeah. And so many, er, maybe it was just before. But anyway, I remember there being like some really serious rumors that he was going. To He's Toronto. going to Toronto. Yeah. Because every big <laughs> UFA is, is going, going to, to Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, I, honestly, that fuels the fire about me being mad that Taveras went there because I'm like, shit, now they actually kind of have a leg to stand yeah. on. Because before that, it was every year, oh, they want to come here. Yeah. They grew up just down the road from Mississauga. And it's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. No one wants to play for your shitty franchise. Yeah, half the NHL grew up in Mississauga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not special. Yeah, Connor McDavid is not going to Toronto. Yeah, right oh my God. The amount of Toronto fans that I've genuinely heard thinking that Matthews for Connor McDavid won for one is a fair trade it just makes me want to blow my brains out <laughs> anyway um <laughs> so be, sorry about that uh, yeah it makes me want to chew on a sawed off shotgun <laughs> <laughs> so just so beyond the top three here's where things start to get interesting for players that's like okay you're not a yeah, lock to resign yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. connor hellebuck yeah, he's leaving. He does not want to be in Winnipeg no. anymore. Well, why should he be? Exactly. He is for at so long. what you could call pretty close to the apex of his career. I would say he's on the other side of it. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. we'll argue that he's within a couple of years of it. Sure, yeah. He needs to be on a win now team. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, we just talking about the Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> that is, this is finally a legitimate thing where I'm like, okay, I could see something Nyland, working out here. Let Nylander go sign Hellebuck. Yes. 
hell, trade them for each other. I don't care. Yeah. But like, yeah, I I think for the Leafs, that would actually be maybe yeah. one of their only chances. At- like, give me a break, man. Ilya Samsonov. I know. And Martin Jones are not winning you a cup. Yeah. Stop stop clinging to that. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. Connor Hellebuck, though, with that team in front of him for a limited window, yes. That, I, I don't like admitting it. It could get you there. Yeah, it could. Um, next up, Jonathan Marcheseau. Oh, there's no way he doesn't resign in Vegas. I mean, you'd think so, right? Yeah. But Vegas has had a habit of making you go, there's no way. Yeah. And then, and then they do it. And then they trade Flurry for a seventh. Yeah. Exa- <laughs> yeah. The same year that he won the Vesna. <laughs> yeah. He won like he, the timeline between, between him winning the Vesna yeah. and then getting traded for a seventh was like six weeks. Not even man. It was like less than a month. Like that is the most absurd. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. I could rehash that too. Uh, next up, we've got Brandon Montour. I have, <clears throat> I have a Sorry. friend who was a, or is a huge Flurry fan. Okay. Like he just loves Marc Andre. I'm sure you two get along he was, great. No, yeah. <laughs> he was a Pens fan for years because uh, of Marc Andre Fleury. And then when Marc Andre Fleury got taken in the expansion draft, he became a Knights fan. Right. Like he's so big of a fan of this one guy that he yeah, switched, he switched teams, franchises. Right. Okay. Like when Weber was traded to Montreal, I didn't switch to Montreal. No. But like, made you like guy, him a little bit more than you might have. Yeah. I mean, earlier. I wanted to see Weber win a cup. But yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. So Fleury. He followed him to, to Vegas, but when Flurry got done as dirty as he did, he stopped being a Knights fan, and he will never cheer for Chicago. So he just like gave yeah. up on hockey pretty much. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just couldn't pull himself to be a, a Wild fan either. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> just like that's too far. Just come out of retirement to cheer for the Wild. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I have the only person that I know is uh, that's a Wild fan is a Wild fan. Ironically. <laughs> Because he, he's a soccer player that knows nothing about hockey. So he's yeah. like, I'll cheer for the most irrelevant team I can. Yeah, the only Wild fan I know hasn't watched a full hockey game before. It's Jess's brother. Yeah, that's right. Oh, him too. Yeah, yeah I guess I know two Wild fans. Yeah, that don't yeah. watch hockey. Yeah. Man, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Brandon Montour, also a UFA. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, here's where we get a little interesting again. Mark Shifley. Oh, yeah. He wants out of there too. Yeah, as he should. I wonder where he goes though. Like that's a, that's a weird one. It's gonna be weird seeing him in a different jersey, dude. I don't know why. It, it could just be because it's the same thing as like they get a lot of free agents. But I see him in a Rangers jersey really well. Yeah. Well, Trubo went there, right? They. I mean, I, just, I don't know what I their see relationship Shifley was in New York, and given the fact that they didn't resign Kane or uh, Tarasenko, like they they could use that kind of yeah. top end talent. I could. You know what? I. Could almost see him in a Knights jersey, depending on how things shake out, too. Is that just because his name's Mark and he played in the Canadian market for a while? Mark yep. Stone? <laughs> That's yep, same mean. thing. Same okay, exact area. Okay, yeah. No, no <laughs> it's because, like, like you said, they attract free agents easily, mm-hmm. and they're a team that isn't afraid to make big moves, yeah. right? Like, they would pull something like yeah, that. They want to repeat, too. I can guarantee you they want to they go back. They want to win another one. I know they think they can, because they really didn't lose much. They lost, what, Riley? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Riley Smith? Yeah. 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 I'm going to kind of go through these ones a little quicker, but Elias Lindholm, Jake Gensel, and Noah Hannafin, also yeah. all UFAs. Gensel's coming off of an ankle injury, so we'll see what kind of season he he has. Yeah. Um, Hannafin is a guy the Canucks have even been rumored to be interested in, like yeah. in trade-wise. So. Yeah. Is he a right-handed defenseman? I believe he is. Yeah. yeah um, he would be. 
he's going to be pretty sought after, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, if the Canucks were to land him, they'd have to probably overpay for him. So I'd well, no, I mean, kind of yeah. rather we didn't. Uh, speaking of guys, the Canucks overpaid for Tyre Foley is also a free yeah. agent. Um, man, New Jersey's going to be fucking good, man. Yeah, and that's the other thing is I think New Jersey's going to be good enough that Tyler Toffoli's going to want to stay there. Yeah, maybe. I, well, where he's at in his career, like, he's won a couple cups. He's not getting any younger, though. If his mind is still set on winning over everything else, yeah. he's probably going to stay there. I, I don't see him having many better opportunities yeah. than that. Bit of a suitcase, though. <laughs> that's a little bit, into. yeah, which is weird because you wouldn't think he would have been one after, like, having a pretty solid stint with L.A. Yeah. It was just just jettisoned everywhere also how's that trade shaping up now years later uh not bad from what i can tell like i was very upset and i can't i'm gonna be mad at myself tyler madden tyler madden thank you (laughs) uh oh that's right i remember the uh the joke was after that well we kept our full quota of tyler's at least in the trade (laughs) Um, but yeah he from what i know never quite developed into anything Mm. so which is too bad because he was in the conversation for the ncaa uh, the Hobie Baker. Mm. He was in the conversation for that, I believe. Yeah. So it was a very big deal when we traded him. I don't want to say I was cheering against him, but it does make me feel a little bit better that he didn't like explode into some like top yeah. pairing NHL defenseman and we're sitting here with no defenseman. It's just crazy how much they traded for Toffoli just to get him for like 10 games, three months. It was 10 games. Yeah. Like they, do you, do you remember what the trade was? Um, I remember Tyler Madden. I'm sure there was a draft pick involved. Was it like a second? It was a second and a fourth. Second and a fourth. Yeah. Yeah. But they only got the fourth. Okay. So they never ended up getting the fourth because Toffoli didn't resign. So it was just a second. Oh, okay. But it was Tim Schaller. That's a good clause to put in actually. Not that I'm crediting Jim Benning too much here, but yeah. like that, that was smart to be like, here's, here's something that's. Only if only if we get out of this what we need to, can you have this? Yeah. And I mean, like, and the second round pick that they did take, his name was uh, Theodore Niederbach. And yeah. Okay. He, yeah, he's... If I haven't heard his like, name, that makes me happy. He's in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. And then the fourth that the Canucks picked, mm-hmm. like, again, with the pick that they got back from that trade. Yeah, that they didn't trade. Damon Gardner. Yeah, don't know him. Still in the Canucks system. Oh, well, good, good for Gardner. Um, anyway, the last few on the list here are Joe Pavelski, Chandler Stevenson, Sam Reinhart, and Victor Arvidsson. Yeah. I mean, so like, pr- pretty good UFA class though. Overall, yeah, like so we've, far, yeah. we've seen some far worse ones than that. Yeah. Again, I'd love to see RV go back to Nashville. He was one of my favorite players for a long time. I remember that. Yeah. I believe you have a signed Jersey of his. I do I have a signed Jersey of Victor Arvidsson? But, uh, I don't know. I think this just, he's a player that I think is such a solid piece, but he's never found the right home. Yeah. Like in Nashville, he was on their top line for a long time, but he was never, like he was a fourth round pick. Like he was never really intended to be a top line guy. Yeah. He's kind of like, he's everything you'd hope a fourth line pick could become. Fourth round. Yeah. Or fourth, fourth line, fourth round pick. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. He, um, I mean, he was great. Like he had like a, a season or two where he was like, you know, had great stats. I think he had like a 40 point season, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, I mean like in LA to like, he's only had the one year there, but like it wasn't says, great. Yeah. I, I think like, I don't know. I think if he just had a team where he could like kind of settle into a third line role, but still play with some decent talent. Yeah. Yeah. Know? yeah. I, I get where you're coming from. 
Yeah, that's that's just the kind of player he is. You think he'd be a good fit on the Canucks? Nope. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> okay. He used to play for the Preds. It doesn't oh, usually great. work out for us. No? No. No. I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't. <laughs> Do you, you don't think that there's ever been any good ex-Preds that play for the Canucks? Well, Ronning played for the Canucks before he played for the Preds. Yeah. So it doesn't really count. Okay. Uh, oh, who the hell else did we take from you guys? I know you're thinking of the one guy, but you don't want to say it. <laughs> don't even know what you're talking about. Who's the guy that always seems to come up? Eric Branson. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't get him from you. I'm saying like we've yeah, never gotten any after. good assets from Nashville. That's what I mean. Are you sure about that? You probably won't. You probably won't be able to figure this out. Probably won't be. What, what are you talking about? Dan Hamuse. Oh shit, that's right. I kept mm-hmm. no. It was Dallas after. I always get yeah, that mixed up. You You're do right. always get that mixed yeah, up. Yeah, I keep I keep forgetting that. Yes, we acquired him from Nashville. Yeah, I can't for the life of me remember what we traded for him. Well, it was like 2010. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, was he a deadline? Yeah, no, you're right. It was the year before we went to the finals. That's right. Um. Yeah, good old Dan Hamhuse. He was one of my favorite defensemen growing up, man. Does he still play? No, he's retired. No, right? no, no. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's long retired now. Yeah, I thought so. But yeah, he was the twelfth overall pick in two thousand one. Really? Yeah. Wow. But uh, no, it looks like there's no trade history between the Canucks and um, and Preds on him. Oh, so we picked him up as a must have been a free agent, agent or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's uh. I actually, kind of a weird, sad story. I, do you remember when he got his face, like, exploded yeah. from a slap shot? Yeah, I do remember that. I was at that game. Really? Yeah, I remember that was like, they they showed the replay once on the big screen, and usually when something happens, they'll show it three or four times. They showed it once, and then just started, like, panning to people in the, fan, in yeah. the crowd, because it was so bad. Like, yeah. it was just like, it could not have been... A closer range, more direct slap shot. Yeah, right and, to his face. And the thing that made it all worse was he gave the puck up in that situation. Like he had the puck behind the net, misplayed it, and coughed it up to the winger. Yeah, and then went to block the shot from his own mistake. Ugh. And then that was the ensuing consequence. Yeah, I remember they ran a story on like Global News, not even like Sportsnet. Global News ran a story about the doctors that were trying to reassemble the side of his face. Jesus. They said they were fishing for bone like it was, like, literal. Like they, Oh, my God, they, this is gruesome, Yeah, man. they had to put it back together like a puzzle. Holy crap. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't know. I don't have a lot of Dan Hamhues facts or stories, but, like, that's yeah. my one. So, sorry, Dan. Yeah. Hope you're doing all right. So, um, I found the contract that Gillis signed him to. Dan Hamhues? Yeah. What was it? So in this offseason between the 2009-2010 season and the mm-hmm. 2010-2011 season, um, Mike Gillis signed him to a six-year, $27 million contract, which was an AAV of $4.5 million, which at the time would have that, been that's quite high. a bit of money. But he was also one of our best defensemen yeah. during that time. Oh, it looks like actually it would have been... Oh, okay. That's AAV. Yeah, 4.5 AAV. Oh, okay. But it was like, yeah, flip-flop back and forth between 5 million and 4.25. Weird. Okay. Anyway. Well, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, interesting. But I I would say worth it. Like, he did pretty much everything we needed him to do. Sure, Unfortunately, he was injured for the Stanley Cup Finals. Was he really? 
a lot of people say that like in some of those games where our defense just fell apart, mm-hmm. missing him may have largely been the reason why. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. It was a long time ago. I don't like thinking about it. Anyway, uh, no, there's no thoughts. No, we don't really have any thoughts this week. No thoughts. Well, you know what? We talked a shit ton. So yeah, you I think really don't need our they've thoughts. They've heard all of our thoughts by now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you want more thoughts, though, you can go ahead and try to find us on social media. We are. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, all of which we are at Vancouver Boys Podcast. On Twitter, you can find Tyler and all of his shenanigans at Vancouver Boys underscore. And for serious inquiries, you can send us an email at Vancouver Boys Podcast at gmail.com. I think that about does it for this week so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's a busy, busy mid August. Oh, yeah. In the hockey world. Yeah. I'm really glad that you guys have been sticking around and listening to our episodes. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Of course, things are going to start ramping up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I think next week we should probably talk about. Um, like the future a bit more. Yeah. Like, like the plans for next season. Yeah. What's going to be going on. Yeah. For I sure. think I've got some news. I want to break next week. So yep. And then actually after next week, we're probably going to have a break. Yeah. We're going to take about a week off. Yeah. Two. Possibly two, depending on how yeah. things go, because I'm going on a vacation. Yep. Tyler's still working all yeah. across the province. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, and I'm actually bringing Alex with me on my vacation. Yeah. So, and unless you want to hear me sit, sit here by myself and talk to the wall, it wouldn't be a very exciting episode. It'd be funny to release a short one where it's just you. It's just me. Just you and your thoughts. Oh, my God. Yeah. This white-walled room <laughs> by myself. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll feel good for you, yeah. I'm sure. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. So thanks n- so much for hanging out with us. Yes, and make sure you tune in next week. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace. Ciao. All of the above. Good job. Trivia. Ah, that's right. Eight. St. Louis has eight numbers. Eight numbers, and Gretzky's not one of them. That's got to be a lie. Yeah. There's eight players retired. There is no way yeah. that he doesn't have a banner there. Well, I mean, he might have his name in the Raptors, but like in terms yeah. of their players retired, there's no like on their website. It didn't show Gretzky. What? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. No. Oh, yeah. I get maybe that's because he's retired league wide, yeah, but I that still doesn't really make any sense. Like yeah. I know New York has a banner for him. Maybe there is something there, but like I said, this is like this NHL.com does not have um, Wayne Gretzky. The players, though, are Al McInnes. Okay. Bob Gassoff. Bob Plager. I'm sure you can imagine when they played. Uh, Barkley Plager. Brian Sutter. Brett Hall. Bernie Federko. And Chris Pronger. You know what? There's no banner. You're right. Wayne Gretzky does not have a banner. Yeah. That just seems really, really weird to me. Yeah. Like, at that point, it's like, okay, the number's retired league-wide. He played for your team. Why not, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if it was Nashville, they would have done it, right? He didn't play in Nashville, and I'm sure they were going to put one up there. (laughs) They were probably thinking about it. Yeah, right? It'd be funny if Arizona did for him being the coach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Arizona. Who do you think is going to be next in St. Louis? Bennington. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you think uh, Petrangelo gets it? He was the captain when they won the cup. He was. I don't know if he was there long enough. O'Reilly, mm. I think, would have a better chance. Mm, he wasn't drafted by them. He was only there for a couple years. Uh, I guess he did win the Conn Smythe, but yeah, I be like you know what, you're right. Schwartz. It's really too bad we don't have Tyler here for this. But I know. I feel like Petrangelo would probably be the best option out what? of all of them. Let's revisit this conversation. Let's do that. Stay tuned. See you on the next one. Ka-chow! <laughs>